Faith, Hope and Love, episode 351, the seventh Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year C. What does it mean for us, as St. Paul so wonderfully puts it in the second reading, to bear the image of the one of heaven within us? Or as another translation says, to be modelled on the heavenly man, that is, Jesus. Surely it means we open ourselves up to the Lord's grace, to the teachings and values of Christ, and allow ourselves to be reshaped into an icon of Christ's grace, mercy and compassion. It means a deeper union with Christ, to the point of exercising our thinking, our abilities and powers in union with how Christ acts. The first reading is quite challenging. David has been persecuted, quite unjustly, by King Saul. Saul is suffering terrible delusions, paranoia about David. David has been nothing but loyal to him. War breaks out, but David and his army are given an extraordinary chance to kill Saul, but David refuses to do so. This is not the first time this will happen. It's a striking lesson. Just because we've been given the power to lift up and to cast down, and simply because we have it within our ability to kill or to heal, does not mean that we should use our freedom to destroy, to avenge or to harm. God has given us freedom, but it's freedom to do the loving actions that God wants us to do. David unites himself to God's patient, loving forbearance. He does not lower himself to repay the wrongdoing of others with their same behaviour. He does not return bad for bad, but rather he uses God's perfect antidote, returning love and kindness for wrongdoing, thus cancelling it out, rather than multiplying the harm. This is a radical and otherworldly solution, but clearly it is divine wisdom, and it's beautiful. As David says so beautifully, Today the Lord put you in my power but I would not raise my hand against the Lord's anointed. In this instance, David used his ability to be modelled upon the values and actions of God's ways and not human ways. And the results are refreshing, surprising and wonderful. Once, where it seemed only one solution to the problem of King Saul and David was one would strike the other down, now there's a beautiful second option, reconciliation, rebuilding of understanding and trust. We're invited to give from God's gracious and compassionate love within, rather than to mirror or to give back what we receive from selfish, narrow actions from others. Our Lord confirms this heavenly mindset in the Gospel. He teaches us a very challenging message that goes against our basic instinct as a human. Do good to those who harm you. Pray for them. Go further than the minimum. Don't repay bad for bad. The word love used by our Lord in this teaching is not the same as the word for family love or or love of friends or a love of a spouse, but it's the love that wishes the best and only the good for another, irrespective of their actions, wanting for everyone that dignity and respect, that good that anyone deserves as a child of God, whether they themselves have acted in ways befitting of their status as children of God. Do this and you will be children of the Most High, for God himself is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be generous, not stingy or selfish, loving and compassionate, not gossiping and judging, merciful, 
not vengeful and precious. The standards by which we will be judged is going to be the standard with which we treat others. Are we tempted to be offended when someone slights us? Are we outraged when someone wrongs us? But then we look at our Lord. He deserved all honour, all obedience and service. At times each of us has offended the Lord, slighted him in so many different ways. We haven't given God his due. We've deliberately or carelessly chosen to do what is wrong. God would have been in his rights to become furious, to lash out, to punish, to cast us down. But God does not. And thank goodness. So many times I thank God that we humans are not treated the way we would treat others if we were God, because the results would be disastrous and capricious. Rather, our Lord is full of love, mercy and forbearance. Thanks be to God that the Lord does not choose to exercise his rights against us when we've wronged him time and time again, and sometimes almost what we would think is unforgivably. But God is the one who chooses to forgive. If we truly model ourselves on the heavenly person, Jesus, and if we bear the image of the one of heaven, Christ, then we too must have the same attitudes and responses when we're offended, when we're slighted or wronged. How very different would the world be and our local communities be if this was the full reality, if this was practiced regularly by all Otherwise, as Jesus points out, if our goodness and kindness go no further than our family and friends, those we already have goodwill with, then what difference is that from the pagans or the sinners? They're kind to their kin and friends themselves. So Christ invites us to be fully immersed in his ways, not just dipping our toes into the waters of baptism, but plunging into God's mercy and overflowing love and patience. The golden rule, in many ways, is a universal rule, even in the secular society we live in. It's also found in other religions, Jewish, Greek, and even Confucian. But in each of these traditions, it's framed negatively and in a limiting way, namely, don't do things to people that you wouldn't like people to do to you. But in Christ, this teaching goes further, and it's expressed in a wonderfully positive light. It's not creating a negative rule, it's creating a positive disposition. That is not merely refraining from doing what we would not want done to us, but also doing good things for others that we would want people to do for us. Christ's saying itself goes the extra mile. I just want to add another insight from someone who was commentating on these readings this weekend, especially the first reading. The writer says, David is an anointed Messiah, and he shows mercy by taking King Saul's sword and his water jug. The writer says, I cannot help seeing foreshadowed the cross when the sword in the hands of another soldier pierces the side of the king, the son of David, Jesus, to give us the greatest mercy of all. The water and blood flow from Jesus' side in our baptism and in the Eucharist, feeding us until we too enter the deep sleep of the Lord. This is Faith, Hope and Love. Hope and bears all things, all enduring.
Lord, I trust in your merciful love. My heart will rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord, who has been bountiful with me. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. Hello everyone, may our Lord's gift of dignity and community enliven us all as we take this time to reflect upon the Holy Scriptures. As we prepare to celebrate the great sacramental feast of God's love, let's pause, recall our sins and trust in God's infinite mercy. Lord Jesus, you raise us to new life. Lord, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you forgive us our sins. Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you feed us with your body and blood. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of good will. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God. Let us pray that we will be faithful to the Lord in word and deed. Grant, we pray, Almighty God, that always pondering spiritual things, we may carry out in both word and deed that which is pleasing to you. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the first book of Samuel. Saul rose and went down to the wilderness of Zeph with 3,000 chosen men of Israel, 
to seek David in the wilderness of Zeph. David and Abishai went into Saul's army by night. There Saul lay sleeping within the encampment, with his spear stuck in the ground at his head, and Abner and the army lay around him. Abishai said to David, God has given your enemy into your hand today. Now therefore let me pin him to the ground with one stroke of the spear. I will not strike him twice. But David said to Abishai, Do not destroy him, for who can raise his hand against the Lord's anointed and be guiltless? So David took the spear that was at Saul's head and the water jar, and they went away. No one saw it or knew it, nor did anyone awake. For they were all asleep, because a deep sleep from the Lord had fallen upon them. Then David went over to the other side and stood on top of a hill far away, with a great distance between them. David called aloud to Saul, Here is the spear, O king. Let one of the young men come over and get it. The Lord rewards everyone for his righteousness and his faithfulness. For the Lord gave you into my hand today, but I would not raise my hand against the Lord's anointed. As your life was precious today in my sight, so may my life be precious in the sight of the Lord and may he rescue me from all tribulation. Then Saul said to David, Blessed be you, my son David. You will do many things and will succeed in them. So David went his way, and Saul returned to his place. The Word of the Lord The Lord is kind and merciful. My soul give thanks to the Lord. All my being bless his holy name. My soul gives thanks to the Lord and never forget all his blessings. It is he who forgives our guilt, who heals every one of your ills, who redeems your life from the grave, who crowns you with love and compassion. The Lord is compassion and love, slow to anger and rich in mercy. He does not treat us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our faults. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our sins. As a father has compassion on his sons, the Lord has pity on those who fear him. The Lord is kind and merciful. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. But it is not the spiritual that is first, but the physical and then the spiritual. The first man was from the earth, made of dust. The second man is from heaven. As was the one of dust, 
so are those who are of the dust. And as is the one of heaven, so are those who are of heaven. Just as we have borne the image of the one of dust, we will also bear the image of the one of heaven. The Word of the Lord Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. I give you a new commandment, love one another as I have loved you. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, I say to you that listen, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you, and if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. If you lend to those from whom you hope to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love your enemies. Do good and lend, expecting nothing in return. Your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High, for He is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For the measure you give will be the measure you get back. The Gospel of the Lord Now, if you were challenged by the paradoxical teachings of Jesus in the Gospels last week, then hold on to your hat, because this week, He moves things up a gear with even more confronting teachings that must have been very difficult for the disciples to hear. We must remember that prior to Jesus gathering his trusted disciples, their teachings were all to be found within the writings of what we now know as the Old Testament. To them, it was simply their sacred scripture and was both law and instruction for life. They were dependent upon the scribes and the Pharisees and the scholars of the temple to keep them informed, and, since most of these humble disciples neither read nor wrote, they would have committed the teachings to memory and revelled in the grand sagas of kings and warriors who fought on the sight of God. But before we take on the Gospel today, it's worth taking a brief look at the events and the relationships in our first reading from 1 Samuel. 
Now, often we gloss over some of the Old Testament readings because we consider that they were written for a different people in a vastly different time. However, when it comes to human nature and frailty, very little has changed over those many years. People are still suspicious, they're envious, greedy, and threatened by the power and conviction of others. So it's worth making sure that we don't miss out on some of these key elements that underpin what might be happening both then and now. Now, David and Saul are two very significant and powerful men, both leading figures in a heartbreaking story of friendship, betrayal and misfortune. Both are anointed by God and become kings, and both must confront the challenge of ambition, of power and ultimately of madness. The revenge and payback method of appeasement has been part of human thinking from the beginning of humanity. Even our own civil laws today suggest that those who have been wronged by others are entitled to some form of compensation. Fortunately, we've moved away from the eye-for-an-eye method of extracting justice. Jesus goes on to tell them that hatred can only be defeated by love. Injury can only be healed by forgiveness. And evil can only be controlled by goodness. We can fall into a trap of thinking that Jesus might have tried to make it easy for his disciples to live his message, to make it more palatable. But in fact, the opposite is really the case. If they were to be teachers of others, then they had to be a model of example. Even in his own life, Jesus had to work hard at honouring his own ethic. As we know, it ultimately cost him everything. But in doing so, he confused his enemies with love. He offered love first, even though he knew the return would never measure up to what was being offered. That's sometimes the only way we can pass on these tough but important lessons, by trying them out, not dismissing them as being too difficult or pointless without putting them to the test. Live with pure intentions and honesty of spirit, and these gifts can create worth in others. They can stop the contagion of meanness that can so consume our world. The Apostles' Creed I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ his only Son our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. The love of God extends to all. We now come before the Lord's loving presence in prayer. For all Christian leaders, may they show in their lives that they uphold human dignity. Lord, hear us. For those responsible for government, may they earnestly strive for the good of all 
and not their own selfish needs. Lord, hear us. For all who minister in the celebration of the sacraments, may they continue to grow in holiness. Lord, hear us. For our community, may we grow to know one another more deeply through the celebration of the Eucharist. Lord, hear us. For those who have died recently, may they rest in peace especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. We thank you, God, for your many gifts. We ask you to hear our prayers and grant us the grace to remain always true to the faith that you have given us. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. With humble and contrite heart, may we be accepted by you, O Lord, and may our sacrifice in your sight this day be pleasing to you, Lord God. Wash me, O Lord, from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at our hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. As we celebrate your mysteries, O Lord, with the observance that is your due, we humbly ask you that what we offer to the honour of your majesty may profit us for salvation. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, for in you we live and move and have our being. And while in this body we not only experience the daily effects of your care, but even now possess the pledge of life eternal. For having received the first fruits of the Spirit, through whom you raised up Jesus from the dead, we hope for an everlasting share in the Paschal Mystery. And so with all the angels we praise you, as in joyful celebration we acclaim, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. 
Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dew fall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, and Mark, our Bishop, and his assistant, Ken, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. Amen. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress. As we await the blessed hope, 
and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. May the mingling of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ bring eternal life to us who receive it. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, grant us peace. May the receiving of your body and blood, Lord Jesus Christ, not bring me to judgment and condemnation, but through your loving mercy, be for me protection in mind and body and a healing remedy. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. May the body of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. Amen. May the blood of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. Amen. I will recount all your wonders. I will rejoice in you and be glad and sing psalms to your name, O Most High. A prayer for spiritual communion in union with all who are unable to physically receive communion at this time. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the Blessed Sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already here, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Body of Christ Amen. The blood of Christ. Amen. Let us pause for a time of quiet post-communion prayer and reflection.
What has passed our lips as food, O Lord, may we possess in purity of heart, that what has been given to us in time may be our healing for eternity. Let us pray. Grant, we pray, Almighty God, that we may experience the effects of the salvation which is pledged to us by these mysteries. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. That concludes our ceremony for today. Many thanks for participating in this time of praise and reflection upon our God of love. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go and announce the Gospel of the Lord. Faith, Hope and Love, Christian Worship and Reflection, led by Rev. Paul Kelly. Prayers and Chants, the Roman Missal 3rd Edition, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English and the Liturgy. Scriptures, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009, the NCC USA. Psalms, 1963 and 2009, The Grail, Collins Publishers. Prayers of the Faithful, Together We Pray, by Robert Borg, E.J. Dwyer Publishers, 1993, Sydney, Australia. Sung Mass in Honour of St. Ralph Sherwin, by Jeffrey M. Ostrovsky, The Gloria, copyright 2011, ccwatershed.org. Faith, Hope and Love, Theme Hymn, in memory of William John Kelly, inspired by 1 Corinthians 13, 1-13. Music by Paul W. Kelly, arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stefan Kelt, 2019. Quiet Time Instrumental Reflection Music, written by Paul W. Kelly, 1988-2007, and this arrangement, Stephen Kelp, 2020. Today I Arise, Patricia J. Kelly, original words and music by Paul W. Kelly, inspired by St. Patrick's Prayer, arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stephen Kelp, 2019. Production by KER 2022. May God bless and keep you. Today I arise with love from on high, the name of the three in one. Today I arise through heavenly eyes, your grace to God and guide. Today it begins with strength from within, this day. I will